this episode is such a fun one. Uh, we invited Wylan Zabo to come on and be a part of Seek Purpose family. And um, he brought Brittany, who is a favorite of ours. Um, she's been on the podcast twice before. You guys probably know all about her, but just in case you don't, she is a TikTok influencer that spreads the message of recovery. Um, she kind of got famous by burning her wedding dress and throwing her ring into the ocean. And now some pretty amazing healing has happened. And this episode is all about that. Definitely. I am so excited for you guys to listen to this message because uh, it is an important one to be told. And reconciliation period within ourselves when we get sober and clean and dealing with our mental health uh, crazies, you know, like she brought that up a lot. You'll hear uh, as well as Wylan and how he found his way and found himself through the most broken moments of his life. And uh, yeah, finding the light and turning that into an incredible purpose-driven relationship that's on the beginning. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's clear that it's not where it's going to be. It's going to continue to grow and evolve and just hearing them um, embrace that in this message, you're going to love. All right, let's get into it. You are listening to Seek Purpose, the podcast, where guests share how they have survived their pain, explored their passions, and found their purpose. We are the platform that gives a voice to journeys of recovery and the opportunity to get inspired by those who have overcome their hurts, habits, and hangups. You've found your pathway to recovery. Now it's time to find your pathway to purpose. Subscribe to the show, join our online community, and become a purpose seeker today. We hop into this podcast episode. We want to tell you about an amazing online celebration we are having for recovery, for sobriety, and for the people who have been supporting us all along the way. It is called Just 424, and that is on April 24th. It's kind of like the 420 celebration that people who smoke weed have, except for it's for sober people and it's virtual because, you know, pandemic. So if you guys want to get involved with that or find out more information, head over to just424.com and all the info is there. You can even download yourself an event kit already. We're going to be posting more about that on the 24th of this month. We're almost a month away. I'm so excited. Yay, that's so fun. Thank you. All right, welcome to Seek Purpose, the podcast. I'm Brooke. Hi, friends. I'm Suzanne. And today we are hanging out here with Wyland and Brittany. I am so excited. You may know them as King and Queen or Mom and Dad if you follow them on TikTok. And uh, yeah, today we're talking about everything. I mean, you have had such an incredible journey. Suzanne? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, today we're talking about finding purpose after reconciliation. <clears throat> Sorry, I got a little frog in my voice. We are so excited for this family and how they've come out publicly to share a story that many of us definitely in have lived in recovery. Not saying that I know anything about, you know, what you guys have gone through, but maybe a little <laughs> bit. Uh, they are bringing hope and inspiration to many broken families that are on the road to recovery. It's a really important story to be told, and we're excited to have both of them here. I say it all the time. Staying sober is, you know, actually kind of the easy, the, the easy job, believe it or not. Staying married and staying reconciled and in recovery together is that's the story right there. So we're really excited that you've come, Wyland. We hear so much about Brittany, but we want to get behind your story. So 
Yeah, let's get into it. Uh, Wyland, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself and let's start with how you and Brittany met because I know there's a fun story behind that. <laughs> go baby, go baby, go baby, go. I know I got my TikTok live up here too, so he's like. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, where do I, where do I start? I guess. Um, where we met. Where we met. Um, I had wound up in um uh, rehab, I think I was 18, 19, and uh, so I got into my own, um, you know, my own addictions as a young um, young adult, and uh, after rehab in San Jose, I wound up, I, you know, I agreed to go to uh, Sober Living, um, <clears throat> and that's where I met Brittany. Uh, there was a bunch of different houses, and, uh, and we met at one place, um, the place where I was living. We had, like, a meeting and locked eyes on her for the first time, you know, in a group group setting with um, 20 other people or so and um, I don't know something something about her stood out and I had to get to know her and, and I was I'm, you know fairly reserved and shy as is but just seeing her I mean even the first time I saw her you know wanted to break out of my shell and step out of my comfort zone and, and I did so, um, <clears throat> and then um, yeah I mean from there it kind of um, we got kicked out. We got kicked out. We were, <laughs> we, were we were homeless for about like a week or so. Um, and when I say homeless, I mean, you know, we still had our phones, but like we would lit like legitimately call. Sleep like, in fields. Sleep in fields. In Ant Hills. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Ant's crumble. Like, oh, that's how our, the beginning of our relationship and, started. And we were sober other than the fact that we were drink but that's not so yeah well, for he me, never had a problem with alcohol yeah. so but yeah yeah and obviously mine is problem has always been alcohol yeah <laughs> and uh, yeah that, that's I mean going off that that was something that I never really honed in on until you know it um <clears throat> until more recently here I was able to kind of see just obviously the effects of alcohol but um not to fast forward too much I guess from there we um, we got into a debacle as we did many times, you know, when she would be drinking, I'd be going to work, I'd come back. Um, and we lived with, we, we found some place to rent, um, like a party like house a party to move into. It's the worst place for us to atmosphere. move into, but, and I tried to hold a job, which I did. And then I would come home and she, you know, be day drinking. Then there'd be like a crazy party. Um, she had, you know. <laughs> she, yeah he, some, some things he's gonna feel like oh i feel bad if i like mention that but they know when i would yeah. drink you know i wanted to kill myself so there was an incident where i don't really remember it I, I took a bunch of pills i had to go to the hospital um and that was the next day like you kind of we like kind of broke up that day yeah you washed the, my hands of her I you done, called the police on too me? much yeah called the police on her yeah. Uh, and then she, my mom ended up picking her up from the hospital and taking her to the airport. And that was bye. Uh, yeah, we said our goodbyes. And then it wasn't, I don't know, this, this kind of shows my codependency. Um, like, you know, the fact that I have some issues with codependency, that that's one thing that I've learned, uh, looking back on my story, which, um, was maybe 24 hours later, I quit my job, bought a one-way ticket, uh, to Wisconsin from, you know, Oceanside, San Diego. Uh, and started a new life with her, you know, from there. So it was now literally like a day after I left, I had just like, I was like, I, I was a mess, a drunk mess, trying to kill myself, like just 
he he misses me after one day. <laughs> Don't get it. I, I love, I love, I love, I love the crazy. It doesn't make uh, many of us who have those crazy stories. My husband met me at a at a twelve step dance, wasted, and he too canceled a trip all the way back home to Ottawa, and he just had to have have this crazy <laughs> <laughs> thirty days, thirty years yep. later. Like what? But uh, yeah, that is really important to talk about because you know codependency does you know play a lot in in uh, recovery relationships. And, um, you know, it sounds like that's part of your journey and what happened, what was the moment that, cause we all obviously know with every, you know, one point, how many million people seeing Brittany burn her, <laughs> burn her, burn her dress and, you know, out with him and, and all this narcissism and all the rest of it. But before all of that, that she shared that publicly, what was going on? What was your breaking point to really be like, you know, something I'm just, I'm walking away. Yeah. I mean, that's a good question. It took probably, you know, up until, what was that, two years ago um, when, you know, you know, it was, it was so... I mean, we were sober for a bit. We were sober for quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had our daughters. And then um, life was beautiful. We, we and, then, and then for some reason, we trickled into starting to drink again. Because we didn't Never think really. we had a problem. <laughs> like, I think he knew, like... He kind of always knew it was a problem for me, but um, but I always I always assumed like I could contain it, I could control it, like as far as like. To, but if you're with me and we're drinking, I can make sure that you know I'll, I'll know when you can cut it off, and I'll be able to control that for you and help you with that. Like which that's what that's cute. Happened. That's really cute. <laughs> like, all of that like yeah. behavior came because in. because selfishly I didn't want to stop drinking too and I felt like okay and and she's fun she's one of the most funnest people in the world when she drinks I mean Mm -hmm. minus the after the aftermath and um and you know everything that comes with that but she is you know her her personality is as is I mean everybody loves her as you can see now enhance that by like by five times five when she drinks and she's the life of the party and Mm -hmm. and but no one ever got to like a lot of my friends didn't even know I had a problem with drinking because I was very careful about going. I really didn't go out much or hang out with other people because I just wanted to drink at home by myself. And not a lot of people really actually got to ever see me really no one like really mm-hmm. got to see how bad it was like besides him. So when it came to the point where he was trying to tell like my friends, like you guys, Brittany has a drinking problem. They're all like, no, she doesn't like you're crazy. You're controlling her. Like all my friends, you know, were on my side. They hated him. They're like, you know, let Brittany live. And then finally, when like, I finally moved out, like my friends got to see it too. And they're like, Oh, okay. (laughs) Leave Brittany alone. (laughs) Yeah. As far as the breaking breaking point would have been, um, you know, coming home after work one day and it had been started to become the event, the, the, uh, I remember describing it as the episodes, like the issues that we would have with her drinking they started to become closer and closer and closer together. So, you know, I'd go to work for a week and then one of those days out of the week, I'd have to come home early or, you know, because she was day drinking and the kids were, you know, so on and so forth. And then that week, then twice a week, three times a week. And it was just, and it got to one point where I came home and um, she wound up, you know, we got into an argument. Um, <laughs> she she wound up, um, how do I say it? Taking a bunch of pills. Taking a bunch of pills, um, and I called the, uh, you know, nine one one when they took the kids to the, 
to the neighbors, called 911, and saw the ambulance, you know, the fire department come and legitimately take her from the bed. Uh, and, she, and I, I didn't even think to put clothes on her. Like I was just so, but she, she was just uh, naked on the bed and then, and the fire department had to come and I had to watch and like, it was literally like I was watching them take my wife's dead body out. And instead of, you know, that was the point that, that made me decide, okay, something needs to happen here. And I wasn't thinking rationally. I mean, I was scared. I was not trying to make excuses now. You were smoking weed at the time. I was also smoking and weed so, at the time. And so that's one out. thing, uh, since, you know, talking about recovery and all this. So, like, weed was a huge problem for him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's not ever been a problem with me. But I, I've seen it affect him. And I truly believe that, you know, it, it you can become addicted to it. It can make you. Um, for me, at least. Yes, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've seen that with you. I mean, I, th- I think, you know, with it being legalized and um, so many people using it, it, I think people tend to not really consider, you know, it can actually be a problem. Um, mm-hmm. Like, he's, you've had, like, a near-death experience from it, you know? Like, crazy stuff, but... Um, anyway, sorry. I'm gonna sh- also. I'm gonna. I'm gonna just say this right now. We we clearly have two different personalities, and so <laughs> I, I and I will um, like whenever we go live, everyone's like, "Oh, what's wrong? He looks so sad. Oh, you're talking over him." And um, well, she just takes charge, and then and then when she does, I just sit back. And go, oh, okay. but, like, <laughs> like, no. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to like you know listen as best as I can. Quiet. Quiet. Okay. Uh, Where did I interrupt? I don't know. I lost my thought process. Um. It no. It was that. It was, it was that night. You called nine one. They took me away, and you were th- you were talking about how. Where was your um, your thought process in that? My mind. So my mind. Okay. Something needs to change here. I don't know what. Terrified. I know these kids. You know, they're not in the safe. I, I don't know what. And so, obviously, that's when, uh, it turned into. Okay, contact an attorney, and then the attorney, you need to divorce her. You, you need to do this, 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 and it was like, okay, okay, like, she, like holy crap, like, oh, okay, whatever you tell me, never once, you need to help her. You need to do this. It, it was just one thing after the next, and I just, okay, this is what they're telling me to do. I'm going to do it, and um, and then one thing led to another. I mean, fast forward through all. Well, so that, that time when I was in the hospital, you ended up filing for divorce right right and and they and then i i remember obviously in my head that was the last thing that i wanted to do but then with the mindset that i was in and and i guess the issues that i had too i kind of told myself well i could use this as like an ultimatum and looking back on it now i see how (laughs) how ridiculous that tactic would have been for anybody and for me to consider that, but I did. I legitimately had the paperwork filled out, didn't turn it in, and then I presented it to her. And I was like, you know, when she came back from the hospital, from the psych ward, I told her, I was like, No, I wasn't, wasn't in a psych ward that time. Oh, not that time. Yeah, not that time. You <laughs> tried to get up. The doctors were like, yeah, your husband's here. He, like, really wants you to get committed to the psych ward, but we don't feel like you need to go. It was... Yeah. It was bad because he's the only one who got to really see me, you know, when I, when I was in my drunken, crazy fits, you know, but. um, I think, I think think it sounds like, uh, you know, when you're in that situation, when you are dealing with a partner that is an addiction, 
And, and while I can really relate because I was in recovery trying to raise a family and my husband didn't drink and drug. He had actually a gambling problem. And it was just, he changed so dramatically that I did act out of fear and did and said things and <laughs> really crazy stuff. Um, you know, gave him a 20 bucks, kicked his ass out. You know, it was just, I, I tried everything at that point to try to help him, like everything, like codependently, like, you know, I, I for sure have shared that journey. And we don't have all the right answers until, you know, the greatest part of your story that I've heard now since you guys have reconciled is how you got to that broken moment, didn't do all the things right, things were hanging all over the place, it felt really icky. And then you got to a place, obviously, that you realized she's not there anymore. I got, got not her to blame anymore. And now you're kind of looking at yourself. Take us to that place that you were finding that, wow, like, I need help. Yeah. Um, no, that's a good, it's a good, um, a good point to bring back. So, I mean, that was, um, I guess you could say at the point where, you know, from day one, when she left <clears throat> is when it really hit me. Um, as far as like the reality of things, I, I was terrified that, and, and that, of, of just being alone, being lonely, being, um, you know, I, I identified myself as a family man, a father, uh, a husband, a good husband. Uh, and that's what defined me as an individual. And so, and so when I got to that point of having that stripped away, okay, I'm still a dad, everything in my head, well, I never asked to be a single father and raise these kids like by my own, like it was just a frustrating, you know, situation. And then the one thing that I wanted, like I, I'm first and foremost, I'm a, I'm a husband. I'm 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 a good husband, and and uh, to have that taken away really made me have to reevaluate self and, and my own identity, <clears throat> and uh, and in doing so, <laughs> I was able to see flaw after flaw, uh, you know, and, and just brokenness in deep in you know deep in my heart. Um, so, <clears throat> uh, yeah, I started to, um, you know, I. I lots of different resources that I kind of went through, you know, therapy being one of them, especially, um, and, um, in doing so I realized, and I continue to see every day, you know, as you go, why it's a process. It's not a mm -hmm. flip of a switch I'm slowly and surely I'm on that path to, you know, despite my kids, despite my, my wife, despite our situation now, which I'm so blessed for, my goal is to become a wholehearted man and, and to, to strive for that every day because I know that two years from now I'm still not going to be at that point it's going to take every day you know for the rest of my life to get closer and closer and so um, yeah it's uh, definitely something that's that's helped me kind of humble myself in my own um, yeah that's so incredible uh, Brittany, you came on our show the first time talking about your divorce. The episode was actually called Seeking Purpose After Divorce, and you're going through this journey. Um, the second time you're on, you're, you're with your mom, and you're talking about, um, you know, doing co-parenting and that it was going really well. And I guess it went really, really well because <laughs> yeah. now we're seeing you guys back together and reconciling your family and healing together and recovering together and starting this new journey back together. How did that come about? Like, where did that start? I, I, I want to go back and listen to my first one with you guys, because I bet I was talking like 
major shit about him. I really tried not to, but like I was so full. You can tell by my videos, like I was so full of like resentment and anger and like, oh, you know, all of it. But so I think, okay, so when it was all really came about was, you know, we didn't talk for six months. Um, you know, it was court order. We couldn't even, we had to speak through a court order messaging system because it was that bad between us. Um, and then just one day on Thanksgiving, I dropped the kids off and um, like for months, but all that, I had that that, if I, that, yeah. that court order, like it, it fizzled out. And so like, she would text me something and like it we would kind of go away like it wasn't so mandated like yeah yeah but at the same time we chose not to talk for six months basically yeah so yeah. it was it was kind of also our choice so yeah <clears throat> was well because you i always wanted to get along with him i always wanted to stay friends <laughs> i always wanted to, and but him he's like uh-uh like if i can't have you as my wife i want nothing to do with you and um abstinence that's called and that was so hard for me like I couldn't that was the thing what made like at the beginning so hard for me like when I started TikTok it's almost coming up on a year but like um you know during that time that was like really when I when we first like actually cut everything off for sure because we we've been back and forth and obviously when you're in sobriety you don't really like I wanted to make sure my brain was in a good place and I just knew even at three months sober like it still didn't feel like totally back to normal like I wasn't fully myself I mean when we started to try the, the last time. yeah um but yeah so on Thanksgiving I dropped off the kids and he like looked at me and I was like oh here we go so I got my phone out because I recorded all of our conversations um because some of them got pretty nasty and like I wouldn't be so I didn't know if he ever tried to take the kids from me again you know like I I wanted to make like he has doesn't have the alcohol you know that was the only thing ever against me and but I was I didn't know like if really that was if you know, there'd be other reasons. And so I was got on my phone to record our conversation. He was like, come here. And I went over and like, I gave him a hug. And, um, you know, I remember at the time, like, I didn't feel like it was like, oh, Sparks, like we missed each other or anything. But I was like, okay, like maybe this could be the start of something good. And then didn't we like sleep together that night? (laughs) (laughs) Like a week? It was like... that's so. Come on, come on. Definitely <laughs> shared, but I mean that's the reality of it. Like, no, it wasn't. It was. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, grad. We gradually went into that, but uh, so like we felt two weeks after out. Thanksgiving. It was. It was. Yeah. And you have to remember, like our our relationship. Going back and looking back, I mean that we didn't like. Okay, I didn't want it to be a foundation of you know intimacy and and sexuality, but that was a big part of our relationship. And then obviously we've, we've realized there's so many other factors and aspects to a relationship that we neglected. And so we, you know, we started to build on that, but yeah. Um, <laughs> a girl it, needs yeah. what a girl needs. What can I do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah. So, and then I don't know, it was still like we were on this co-parenting mission. Now, like even, for for a while and then we like eventually started getting a little closer and I don't even remember like how it all happened but eventually one day I remember like you know we were well no I remember one time we, we were laying down and he uh 
he like apologized. Yeah, he, he said, you know, I'm actually I'm really, really, truly sorry for hurting you. And he kind of like pointed out the things that he he you know he did that he wishes he could have done differently. Um, and a lot of that in that aspect was you know not not getting me help when I needed it, not being there for me when I needed it. Um, and you know, to his defense, I wouldn't know what to do if he's in in his position either, uh, you know? It was a hard position to be in dealing with someone like me and everything I was going on, but he like truly apologized. And I remember um, like after he apologized, I remember crying and I, 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 I don't know, it just like really finally hit me. Like I really felt, you know, I really believed him and I really, you know, trusted him and then, uh, in, you know, that he really did feel sorry because for so long it was, it was all my fault. And, you know, it would be said to me, like, just like that, you know, like, this is all your fault. You did this to us. You did this to our family. Well, well, she, she, okay. So she, she tends to dramatize. Yes, I do. I'm and very so, dramatic. So you guys haven't I, noticed yet. So if I could put my, yeah, my yes. input on that, what I did before, which is, which is something else that I learned obviously about myself um and flaws is what i did before was okay i'm sorry that i did that Brittany. like that was that was wrong of me but and i would circle it back to but like you're you're crazy like that what you did was that that's not cool like it it was like a run-on sentence you know okay i'm sorry but like but you yeah he would apologize but then make sure that he he was only doing those actions because of something i did and you know it was always coming back on me and we've talked about this before but but really it took losing her to really again and go through that process of learning more about myself to be able to apologize to her um mm-hmm. without any strings attached you know without, mm-hmm. yeah, so. and then you know it's just i think being around each other enough i think we both like saw the growth and and you know the healing that we had we had done in that year and um you know, I really hadn't dated at all. He didn't really either, you know, because I didn't want to date my first full year of sobriety. And it was like coming up and I'm like literally like was like, no, I'm not dating until I've got one year sober. And all of a sudden it was like coming up and I was thinking about it and I was like, I don't, I don't want to date anyone else. Like I want to hang out with him again. And then just, you know, we started just spending more time together and as a family and we tried to be really cautious around the, about the kids because we weren't for sure you know at first what what this was going to be and so we didn't want to kiss in front of them and and um then just one day I remember we were sitting on the couch and I I looked at you and I was like okay so if we're going to do this how are we going to tell TikTok <laughs> <laughs> That must have been, like, a really tough decision because you made that platform, like, you started it by burning your wedding dress and throwing your ring into the ocean now to come full circle within a year. Major shit. And I, oh, that was, and I'm not even kidding you, like, TikTok has changed my life so much and, like, oh, I could just cry about it because those, like, those people, like, love me on there and... Um, you know, all the, all the amazing opportunities that have come from it. Um, you know, my job and the amount of people that I've been able to help from sharing my story. And I was like, you know, it like got to a spot there where I was like, I don't know if I, if I can have TikTok like, and my marriage with him. I, and I didn't know, um, because I didn't 
know how I was going to explain this all. And like, um, yeah. And then when it finally came down to it, you know, there's, um, there's some people that right now still just even today, um, like major hate, hate people about us, like think just the absolute worst about us. And, um, We'll like make videos giving advice. Just one today, you weren't taking it probably, but I was. You know, a year is not enough, and um, and you know, a lot of people. I think and that's, I, and I, go on. Sorry. <laughs> oh no, and I, I get it. You know, like we we've been through a lot, and uh, but I also think it's really important that everybody knows that what you heard from me. Yes, all those things were true. All those things happened. He said all those things. He did all those things. But it was very, very one sided. You know, um, you know, I explained, I explained one situation, but no, I didn't explain the fact that I spit him, spit at him in the face first, you know, and I, it's just a lot of things that it was very one-sided. And I think it was, we were both ready and gotten to a point that we were both ready to take, you know, full ownership and action for our, our, uh, or for ownership and accountability for our actions in the past. And, um, really move forward and honestly like that i was blown away by the by the by positivity by the positivity i really was but still that first night like thousands of amazing comments more than i even could have imagined that people were so supportive of us but there were a few that were like you know like a one twentieth of the percentage not now not now bestie um <laughs> you know just that were were really bad, you know. And I don't know. I bet a lot of I'm sure a lot of other creators are like this, but like you can get all those positive comments, but you're still gonna just you can't stop thinking about that one negative one. And so I was up all night, you know, thinking like, how are we gonna address all the all this stuff? And I had all these plans to make all this stuff, and then it kind of like soothed over. And you know, I've had, I've had to explain a couple situations, and um, but. I think that's great. The, the one thing we, we realize is we, when we come into recovery, you know, everybody around us generally knows that we're not all there. Like we come in so broken and we start growing and changing. Uh, but the stigma of the fact that once we come in, that there's not just as much healing and change that's required within our relationships. And we don't talk enough about it. That's why I was so excited to you know have you come in so early in recovery taking a platform like you did in regards to sharing your everydays and then having you come back in january with your mom because a lot more to just your story because there's mom there's your family how your mom has dealt with it that was a portion of the story that was really important to be told for the people that may not understand this journey of recovery and i remember you being there and i just for myself being in recovery a while, the transition that happened with the way you spoke of actually while in from the beginning to the second time you came was the grace was starting to come in. You were starting to thaw. You were starting to really experience a different side of your recovery that happens in the first year of changing and growing. And then to see you guys together, I, I was just thrilled. But a lot of people don't understand that. You know, they think that He's this, you know, once a cheater, always a cheater type of attitude. And Brooke and I were talking about that before. And that's really not the
the walk of recovery. You mm-hmm. know, recovery is all about reconciliation, reconciliation with ourselves, our spirit, our creator, and our families, our children, our partners, you know, and having uh, that story and how much courage that you guys have taken to come out publicly to share that. Like I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. <laughs> she actually called it when you guys when you were here last time with your mom. She was like, "Oh, I hope they get back together. Yes. Wouldn't that be amazing?" And then, like a couple months later, we're like, "Ah." So the first day you came, I said, "I actually the first day time you came when you were talking about your story around your relationship." I said to her afterwards, "You there's still love there. I I could I could sense yeah. it, recognize it. There was definitely." as you were sharing your story of what your relationship was like, I could see the wheels spinning. You know, you started, because we, in recovery, we start tending to get out of ourselves and, and looking at the way we really are once we're sober, you know, and you're kind of like, whoa, (laughs) poor guy. (laughs) You know what I mean? The wheels are starting to turn. Yeah. What do you think? That's what, that called me crazy because I kind of was crazy, like, you know, and, um, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's so crazy. I look back on all these videos. I made all these videos like, like, oh, girls, like they will never change, you know? And it's like, I just like, I keep all, I keep all my old videos up there, but because it really was an important thing that I needed in that time. And everything I talked about, you know, I, I think really is, is, you know, educating because I wish I would have known about these, some of, some of these behaviors, you know, earlier, because honestly, you know, the, the jealousy and the controlling behaviors were kind of always, always there. So that's something that we are working. We both too. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we didn't really have a lot of other friends. We were very codependent on each other. You know, we didn't do have, do anything individually. So it's, this is why this time around, it's really so different. Um, and we, you know, we have time apart now. We both get to do our, our things. Um, and, you know, they're obviously now with the whole, with having our whole life out there for a lot more people to see, you know, there's more people that can cause more jealousy. We've had a couple like issues, you know, that we both had to, to get through. Um, you know, thankfully, like none, you know, we, we saw other people during our time apart, but thankfully nothing, nothing wasn't like super serious, but you know, we had this issue with this one, one of the, can I say it? Do you care? I don't want to go, you know, what? Yeah, whatever. You can talk about it. I, I like, there's this one girl that he saw and I, and he told me that, you know, he actually did have um, like feelings for her and, uh, she, what did you say? She didn't have feelings for me. No, that she fit the, she checked all the boxes and like could basically be the new Brittany, which I don't like how that sounds because what, I don't like the fact that he was like trying to replace me. And I didn't like my mindset where I was at at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that and that's just how, you know, I don't like, I don't like how I acted too when I was feeling, you know, so it's just, it's what we did. We both did things we weren't proud of. But anyway, she, you know, ever since we announced us back together, she had like wrote him this text, like saying all these terrible things about me and how I'm this, um, 
how could he want to be with someone like me? And I was like, excuse me, does she know who she's talking about? Like, does she know? And I had asked him, I said, hey, you know what? Since you did have feelings for her, can you please unfollow her? I, I would not ask him to follow friends that were girls, even other girls that he saw. But this one in particular, because he said he had feelings with her, I was like, you know what? Please just unfollow her, you know? And I don't feel like that to me is that, that it shouldn't be like she was like that's a huge red flag that she asked me to unfollow me and you know what if he asked me to unfollow anyone or not talk to anyone I I would do that you know mm -hmm. and it's not like we're saying we can't talk to other people it was just this I think jealousy is like one of the hardest things in in a relationship for sure you guys are not alone on that journey especially in recovery yeah. um there's a lot of insecurities there's a lot of growing that we need to do and um yeah you guys are doing the work though and so I know you're gonna get there I really want to know Wyland what is it like for you stepping into the social media spotlight like, was this something you've wanted to do do you enjoy it is it kind of uncomfortable for you <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess I so I've always done, you know, my Instagram and my my art, if you want to call it that. Um, and I've always worked on that. That's always been my my like little side hustle, my passion. So, um, but to step into it on this level, like I, I was first, of all, I wasn't expecting that, and then the positive feedback, it, it's been good. Um, but at the same time, like it's been a lot. I really had to compartmentalize. Um, as far as okay, like first of all, I'm not getting involved in this, like you know, like in drama, like when it comes up, and sure I'll listen, and, and like, but I'm not, you know, I, I have to compartmentalize, like realize like, that's not, that's not for me, and mm -hmm. like uh, with the social media. And you had to really ask yourself at one time too, because I made yeah. it very clear to him, this is my new life, mm -hmm. you know, and it's a lot. I share everything. This is what I do now, and I really like it. This is the happiest I've been, and I, I built this whole thing by myself, and. You, it got to a point where, you know, you had to ask yourself, like, can, do you really want to be a part of this? Right. You know? And yeah, I mean, I, as far as, as far as that, like, I guess it was just one other thing. Um, okay. Just, just another challenge. Another, another thing that doesn't really matter. It's her. It's, it's our family. Like, that's what that prize possession was. Like that, that end of the goal um, that, you know, <clears throat> That I'm going to continue to work for, obviously, once we started to, um, you know, kind of progress towards restoring our, our reconciling, but, reconciling, reconciliation, yeah, being, <laughs> reconciling, yeah, that's a hard one. Our relationship, right there. It's but just, we it's love just it. One, it was now. just one, one more speed bump for me as far as okay, social media, like it's hard at times. Noise, we, we still get people. the comments in there. Yeah. You know, just on the way over here, he's he's like that one guy. There's this one guy who really doesn't like us, and I don't know why I haven't just blocked him yet. Like I, uh, I should, but um, <laughs> he's really not a fan of us at all. And it's like I just don't get why people like. Why do I have to block you if you don't like us? Just stop watching us. Like it's just scroll on. But um, I I like my prize possession is is my block list. Like all my friends are like thousands of people blocked i have like literally only seven people on my block list because i will like work things out with people i will go out of my you know it's like you, you know what it's not okay to talk to I, I you know how you know how my clapbacks are i try to make sure that if i'm like responding to a mean comment it's in like an educating way um and with kindness because that's just that's just how i how i am 
They were asking you the questions, though. (laughs) You know, it's it's interesting how you guys have been paired because, you know, obviously your your personality, Brittany, is just so vivacious and, you know, um, beautiful in spirit. And obviously, Wyland, you see that. And what a great match because when I look at the both of you, I just see such a supportive, you may be a little bit more reserved and quiet, but you just have such an ability to be able to give her the stage. And I see the way you look at her and it's pretty, pretty awesome. Just being proud of, you know, who she is and letting her go, (laughs) letting her be her, letting her be her really. I mean, just. And going back with the thing about social media and like, and like, like um, what we do now, it's like, uh, so I like, Obviously, I love all this. I love the TikTok and taking videos, and but he always has two, and it's like now we, you know, do that together. And he brings his two cameras everywhere, and I bring my tripod everywhere, and it's it's really fun. And, and, that and we, we do and we together. kind of combine our creativity skills, like so we'll be like, well, what about this and that, and then like now it's, you know, it, it was like before, like we would. You know, I, I had my art and this, and like, but it was so separate. Like, I, yeah. for some reason, I didn't want to. He only he only took pictures of like he only landscape. did like drone like shots of the ocean and the landscape, and that was his thing. And I only wanted pictures of me and the kids. Like, why would you want your husband in there right. too? And I, then, so it was very so different. The cool thing, the cool thing about that was through, I guess, through the separation and getting to know myself and feeling more comfortable with myself, uh, and then what I did, which was kind of you know her way of healing my way of healing was okay i'd go out and surf and, and i'd surf every day like anytime i was feeling especially if i was feeling you know pain or like something i would just go out and surf and i'd bring my camera with me and so it, it got that that stage got me to a point where i was able to feel more comfortable with myself and then i started like making videos like with my never be in a million years would i say that i'd have a selfie like take a <laughs> selfie or a picture of myself uh, but then I started to get to that stage where like, okay, I'm gonna make a video and it's gonna have, uh, you know, a clip of me. And that was new to me. And so that that kind of opened the door to my creativity, um, like my mindset, and, and kind of breaking out of my shell. And, then, and it, if that didn't happen, like, now where we're at now, as far as being able to kind of work together, and then me being on camera with her, like, <laughs> that would have been no bueno back, back mm-hmm. before. So um uh, all these things happened and like fell into place, you know, during the worst part, you know, darkest valleys and the most pain that I felt like all these things still happened and fell into place just at the right time. And then, and then where we're at now, like, uh, you know, it's, it's just like that puzzle was getting put together piece by piece without me even knowing while we were going through it. So That last video, I just knew that you were a piece of that. The one when you're following into the pool, into the bed, did you have a piece? Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you guys both have a piece of putting that together? That that clip, that like that transition was was him. And then I we made that together. I was like, hey, I have this song. I have all these clips of us that I want to put together. And then he was like, oh, you should put this one in there too. Yeah, uh, it's, it's pretty pretty special because the message that's being, I guess, just. I'm so excited to see what happens. (laughs) Talk about about pain to passion, hearing how both of you are sharing about your passions and how God's really coming together to to turn that into purpose, Mm -hmm. you know, for sure to bring um, inspiration and hope to others through your journey. I'm excited to see how that's going to unfold. Do you feel like you guys are going to 
work more closely together with your crafts, with your um, Wyland, with Brittany, as you guys have been doing? You see more yeah, coming? That's the plan. I mean, I, <laughs> so I you, you saw he's a stay-at-home dad now. <laughs> yeah. So we, we kind of were talking about that in the future. We just didn't really think it would happen, like, as soon as it did. and But it did, and... I don't know, childcare is so expensive, especially when you have three kids. Like my daughter's been virtual school. So it's like it's been um it's been a lot. And I he he he's worked this at the same job for the last what six years and and hated it. He was miserable and it was just he didn't love it and but um And then prior to that he was stuck in another office job. Where, yeah, just office know. job and I feel I feel so yeah. lucky to be able to, I, I love everything I do. Now I'm, I'm a photographer. I help people get sober. I work for a treatment center. Um, I do hair. I'm a hairstylist. You know, I love all of this. And so when we were married and I did my stay at home mom stuff, it was like, I couldn't work. I, you know, I didn't work in a salon anymore. I felt like, you know, I, I couldn't really do the things I wanted to do. And so now I'm really happy that I get, I get to do that. And it's, it's totally like, even, I think it was a hard thing for him because he's always been like, oh, the man should be the one making the money. Like, you know, you should stay home and take care of our kids because that's how he was raised. But yeah, I, it was, it was, and that's something that too, like that I want to play. It wasn't like it was a spoken thing. It's just what I was acquainted to, like growing up in a household where my dad went to work mm-hmm. and then my mom took care of the kids and did everything at the house. And then, and then it wasn't like, that's what you have to do, son. Like, that's just, <laughs> okay. That was ingrained in my head. And then, and then my brothers grew up, my, my sister, you know, grew up being the youngest, seeing everybody. And then the man was the one that went and worked. Okay. Like, you know, it's only, you know, you know, it's, it's only natural that your brain would just assume that that's, you know, hardwired, like, okay, I have to be the one that makes the money. So for a moment there, I felt like a failure. Like I'll be, I'll be straight up. Like, and I had to break that agreement tell myself like, no, that's not the case. Like, and I think once I expressed how I felt about that too. Yeah, and and then know? communicate it with her too. Like I mean, I, we we kind of dissected that together. And I was like, like you don't think less of me, like because, like you're making more money. Like this is when I was, you know, like because you're making more money than me. Like like because it, you know, it was like mind boggling to me to 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 think of her making more money and not to like be on a pedestal. But the way that she answered, the way that she responded, it was like that didn't even cross her mind. And so this is an issue with me, like my own heart, my own, my own agreement that I'm making, telling me that like I'm a failure, and I'm believing it. Like that's my own issue. I need mm-hmm. to break it, reject it, and um, and then lo and behold, here I am today and stay at home, dad. Just Man. starting. Just starting. So. Yeah, but it's been amazing. Like, uh, it's it's a huge help to me. You know, cause I was I was doing everything by myself, and I I no joke. I needed a manager. I needed an assistant. I needed a nanny, and like. And like <laughs> now, I now you have a husband. <laughs> he can help me with um, he can help me with my content, and now and we booked. Um, I'm a photographer. I'm a ph- photography company, so I do weddings, and so we'll probably do weddings. We just we have like two quinceaneras coming up. We're gonna do together, and uh, I'm thinking about offering like in my mini session, photography sessions. I do like I might just add video in there and raise the prices so people get photo and video, and that way we can do that together. And, and also like, I just know what TikTok has done for me. I know it's gonna do amazing for him. Like he's already has a really good following. He had a company reach out to him that possibly wants to do have him do 
oh no, we are going to make this happen. <laughs> Look at that. So this company reached out and they want, they like agreed. I, I told him a pricey and I was like, I'd be stoked if I like got paid that much when I only had 30 K followers. I told him a pricey and they wanted him to do videos a month and they like said yes. So, but they're just like, and they asked for my, my analytics, my analytics. And um, <laughs> of course his analytics are like 90 for 5% female, yeah, but think of, all the women, think of all the women that would buy products for their men i really yeah, don't yeah. think they're analytics because it's a it's a men's skincare company <laughs> is what it is mm-hmm. um, i don't really think that that would be a problem because a lot, i'm sure a lot of men don't actually buy things for themselves it's their wives that buy it too <laughs> that's but right i, I just want, that was <laughs> just like one thing you know and i think there's going to be so many amazing opportunities so even <clears> though he's a stay-at-home dad you know i've been a stay-at-home mom for the six year for the last six years but i've been also working my butt off so mm-hmm. you know we're gonna just do this together and just kind of kind of see what what happens i think that's so important to touch on it's a a very common point of friction in marriages and relationships is that dynamic of who's making more money and the fact that you're willing to open up and talk so like candidly about it so honestly about it and share that you are you know against your your inner compass you're you're staying home and you're learning to accept this way of of living and that it's actually beneficial to both of you and that you're enjoying it that conversation is so important for people to hear so they feel the freedom to do the same if that's what works for their family mm-hmm. i really want to know what is next like what what if there was no obstacles in the way what do you guys see for your family for your careers going forward Trying to get me pregnant. Just kidding. <laughs> hey, I've seen a little thread through your uh, TikToks there, Brittany. I'm just oh my. <laughs> practicing. Are you having fun practicing? Most of us change each other. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Like, oh, we we do both really want a baby, but there's been a lot of big things happening, and it's just, you know. And we're not going to make any big decisions like no. you know obviously and now him staying home we're going to have to see how how you know my one income you know how we adjust with that we need to find a house together so we're looking for that we're going to move in together and mom's coming with us so Ooh. Like, exciting like i think trying to try it out and plan that out for a, a year because we don't need my mom. Like I don't need her help financially anymore. Like I did a year ago when she, but she moved out here, but I am all, me and the kids is all she has out here. You know, she left everything in Wisconsin to come here and start over. And she, she has a good job here now and she really likes it. And so at like, we really, we don't have any ties really to California. Like his family is here, but I don't think things will ever be the same as we used to all be really close. And I just don't think it's all going to be the same. We really could go wherever and move wherever, you know, what I do, I can do remotely. And, um, so I don't know, just finding a house and seeing how things go with us spending time, you know, going to therapy, uh, just continuing to work on ourselves because I don't know, it's, it's been a year and we've done a lot of growth, but there is still, you know, a lot, a lot more that um, we need to do. We got into our first argument the other day 
um, you know, thank God at, at my own times, but it's not very connected. So I think that's something that, and he, I don't know. And I, and I know that that's, you know, if that's the route she eventually chooses to go, I mean, that's not my job. It's mm -hmm. my relationship with my creator. Uh, mm -hmm. And, and, you know, and that's all. So, I mean, as far as right now, it, it's, it's, um, I guess you would say unequally yoked, like, you know, I, um, uh, but that's what it is. That's where God's called me. I feel like to be, um, and, um, and I'm perfectly fine with it. And I live my life, you know, um, with, with the firm foundation. I knew, you know, when I started this rebuilding process, I took, took one, you know, so my, my walk with, with God and, and my faith was always one foot in one foot out. And, um, <clears throat> when we first separated, you know, it was the first time I really put both feet in and, um, and, uh, used him as a foundation for my whole rebuilding process to, you know, again, to restore me, uh, to fix my heart. And, uh, cause that's what I needed. You know, there was no more me and her, her and I. So, um, <clears throat> that explains, I guess, you know, um, I'm no perfect saint. So that's for dang sure. But like, uh, I, um, uh, have a, you know, strong relationship with my father in heaven. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. I have a very similar story with me and my husband. I kind of stepped into my faith a lot harder when I got sober and that freaked him the hell out. <laughs> and so we've had that journey. He's like just started praying with me. I know Suzanne and Dave were both atheists when they came in and now she's, you know, practicing her faith. Her husband's involved as well. So there's so much healing that can come in that area. I know there's great things to come for both of you. Before we let you go, I'd love to know, Wyland, what do you think your purpose is? Purpose? <laughs> oh, Jesus. This to is... please me. Just kidding. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> what is my purpose? Uh, I say, I mean, to be. Um, Again, it's not my identity, but to be a good father, a good, uh, a good, um, a good husband, and to create, use that that mm -hmm. skill set that I believe God blessed me with was creating. So, yeah. And I help others. You know, I think our think our our story, like, um, you know, a lot of these things, these, you know, I talked I talked about the gaslighting and the narcissism and the emotional abuse and like the craziest thing is he just he asked me I actually like was like I have to record this and I might share it one day but he straight up asked me like what is gaslighting he had no idea what it even is and yet I literally explained gaslighting as the story of my life and um, so I just think like there's there's all these behaviors and things that I think if they were talked about more in relationships and if he would have been aware that what he was what mm -hmm. of what he was doing like that, you know I think there can be some some help some educating way you know in to tell our story but I just I don't know I think that'll come with with growth and and time um, because yeah. we got a long ways to go. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You guys gonna come back because we're not gonna we're not gonna let you shake now. You're like <laughs> part of the Seek Purpose family, and uh, just seeing a, it's such an important journey that uh, mm -hmm. I hope if you have not gone back and listened to the first podcast of Brittany and then the second one at um, just after Christmas with her mom and now today's is it's really an incredible journey and I really want to thank you guys for coming and we want to hang on and we want to see what you know is coming. How yeah. Mm -hmm. So you where know, can I? Like, 
Oh, we just, I just want to say thank you, ladies, so much for having us on here again. Like, he was, he was like, when we kind of started talking, I was just told, told him, you know, about my podcast. He's like, I would love to do one of those with you. And I was like, yes, we are. I'm sure we will do, we will do lots. And um, you guys are just amazing. And you've been so supportive of me from the beginning. And you just have the biggest hearts. And we're just so thankful um, for your guys' support. So thank you so, so much. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Uh, it's been absolutely a blessing to get to know you and be on this journey with you. So thank you for allowing us to be a platform for you guys to share. Is this your first podcast, Wylan? Yeah, it is. Yes. <laughs> We've actually had the honor of popping a lot of podcast cherries. So this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, we want to <laughs> um, Where can our audience come and find you guys and get in touch and start following your journey? Ellen Zabo or um, my uh, Instagram, which is WT Zabo. Zabo. Yeah. 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 Um, Or just at, you know, right along the tags in my videos. It's it's funny because my content has very much so just switched, you know, me to like almost everything with him. But it's like, it's so fun, you know? And I think there's a whole when talking about addiction, I think there's a lot of stuff that he, you know, knows and can share about what he went through, you know, loving an addict that can be helpful and useful to people. Um, and yeah, we're just super, super excited. And we're so thankful, like to, um, you know, have so much support along this crazy, crazy journey of ours. And always remember when you see the haters out there, a lot of times when it all comes like that, uh, you know, the miracle and what the real message is, you just got to push past that. Just keep pushing past that, focus mm-hmm. on all the positives that you guys have been doing, because honestly, thank goodness you guys didn't take notice of that negativity and, you know, throw in the towel and say, ah, screw TikTok. And because so many lives um, have truly been, I'm looking at Facebook right now. There's so many people come on here sharing the love. Uh, and I know on your TikToks too, just thank you We're so much. We're still on each other's Facebooks. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's, yeah. Oh, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you everybody on Facebook for sharing this live recording with us. Um, if you love what you hear, please share this with your friends. Go head over to Apple Podcasts, give us a review and subscribe. We would love to have you as a part of the Seek Purpose community. And we will be back here next Monday. Mm-hmm. Bye. Yay. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs>